Hey, welcome back to Conversations. This is our post-celebration episode. We're still kind of riding that high. And uh, it's also May the 4th, Star Wars Day. So uh, may the 4th be with you. And um, uh, we want to quickly take a time out and, um, and uh, send some love up to our Wookiee in the Sky, Peter Mayhew who uh, recently passed, so uh, a heartfelt Wookiee roar to our favorite walking carpet. Okay. All right. Well, I'm Charles. And I'm Pat. And how about we hear that rookie war? <laughs> right, and uh, as of course, you know, uh, recently seen on Good Morning America, um, uh, Trademark and Brandon and everything like that, if you want to see that little clip, you can, of course, visit the, uh, visit the website, conversations.com. We put that clip up for uh, uh, a little bit <laughs> from the news, uh, which is pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, so we are back and uh, happy to be back in the chairs of doing our regular uh, sort of episodes that we've, uh, we started off with and our little break for uh, celebration. So today's topic uh, is going to be um, uh, Anakin. Oh, Anakin. Yes, Anakin. Why do I even try? Anakin from uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Ah, the so, Hayden Christensen. Group. Yeah, not the Christian Haydenson, as I've no. uh, been known to call him uh, several times. And the Matt Lanter, I guess, if you're oh, into, yes, the, right. into the Clone Wars. Yes. And uh, the, uh, our other section of What the Force ah, is yes. going to be um, how exactly is uh, Han in, uh, sorry, uh, Maul in Solo? Yes. So, yeah, we're going to tackle that question as well. All right, so Anakin. So first off, I got to say, now I did, of course, watch Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the did Sith. Did you? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've done a good job. And obviously, I've also watched Solo uh, yes. because I had the question. Yes. Um, so I still need to watch um, a, a good part of, uh, of uh, the Clone Wars and uh, Rebels, of yes. course. So... Uh, Oh, and Rebel and uh, uh, Rogue One. I haven't seen that one yet either. Oh well, yeah. nobody's perfect, I yeah. guess. <laughs> so um, yes, so that's what I need to do. But I, the question I have, and the statement actually I have is, uh, what the hell did Obi Wan do to Anakin in those ten years between uh, Phantom Menace to drive this kid bat crazy? My God, he we drop in like ten years has passed, and he's this angst ridden, uh, pain-filled psychopath. I mean, I think those 10 years would be a great movie to see just what the hell happened. Well, I tried to train him. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, okay. Uh, I think that Yoda and Mace Windu in The Phantom Menace sensed something off about the boy and um, some fear and anger, which really are are huge motivators in any sort of decisions. Uh, you know, in, in Attack of the Clones, you're talking about his um, fear of his mother's death, his anger at the Sand People, and, um, and the slave trade on Tatooine. And I think that, you know, those, those fears and, and, and that anger, you know, lead to aggression, and he... He basically mowed down all of the sand people in that tribe because they, you know, led to his mother's death. So, 
I don't know that Obi-Wan did that. I don't think it's fair <laughs> to put all that on Obi-Wan. Um, it's, it's not all his fault. Uh, but I think that, um, you know, when you kind of exhibit those serial killer tendencies, <laughs> um, you, you might be one regardless of what anyone tries to do. So I think that that's, um, that's off base. Okay. <laughs> and, and, uh, but, but yeah, he, d- he did, as he grew, turned into a... He wanted to do good. I believe that he did want to do good for <clears throat> most of his Jedi arc. Um, and then just, just the manipulation by Palpatine really um, sort of damaged his psyche to the point where he did break and, and broke bad and, um, and murdered younglings. So you brought up two good points that I, when I was jotting down some notes for this show. Um, Do you make notes? That's, that's I cute. have to. Okay. <laughs> I don't have the uh, receptacle <laughs> of memory and, uh, and all that that you have. Um, I'm quite older. So the first one that you brought up was... Um, Too old, is he? <laughs> Judge me by my age, you do? And that's mm-hmm. not the quote, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's your quote. Yes, it's my quote. Um, so childhood. Yes. Obviously traumatic, you know, but the, in the sense that he lost his mother. Um, the, and was a slave. And was a he slave. He was born right, into right. slavery and was a slave well, until born, he won his... or whatever... Come from the forest. Still born. Yes, he came to be. Yes, right. So now the interesting thought that I was thinking about was the 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 fine line between uh, between crazy and genius. You know, like that that classic uh, idiot savant style. Yes, I I think every genius has a touch of crazy. Right. So this this child prodigy who was claimed and you know and hoisted up as the chosen one by Qui Gon in Phantom. So having this pressure, although he didn't really seem to, to, to sort of shoulder that pressure, at least visually, like, you know, on the surface. In the Phantom Menace? In the Phantom Menace. Oh, he had no idea. But. He so, didn't even know about the midichlorians. Right, uh, until Qui-Gon, he was told about it. Yes. Qui-Gon just took that to the Jedi Council and um, explained to them. He told the boy he that was it was be special blood tests. And, and then, like, you're going to be a special. Yeah. Okay. So, but he built 3PO. Yes. He... He had... Uh, uh, thank the maker. Thank the maker. What? The maker's Anakin Scott? Oh, my God. Um, Darth Vader. The, okay. Uh, so he made, you know, robots. Uh, he was a uh, an ace pilot. At 10 years old. Right. In the, uh, in the pod racing. Prodigy. Absolute prodigy. So that... In fi- fact, he was the most successful human pod racer. Right. So he had these tendencies of that fine line between uh, crazy and genius. So... That tipping point, while um, uh, and the second point you brought up that I totally agree with is like the influence of the emperor throughout, <clears throat> obviously. So if if he is indeed the chosen one or was the chosen one to bring balance to the force, and obviously he was because he became Vader and, and did bring balance back. Um, Not the kind of balance the Jedi. Expected. No, right, right. Uh, the Jedi's uh, version of balance is. Pompous. Yeah, it's, it's no dark, all light. Yeah, which, which is which not is balance. the opposite of balance. <laughs> but Which, Luke was right. Yeah. Um, so, if he's got that tendency to have that fine line, and you have the influence of, of Palpatine, yes. 
then that would mean that he truly is a chosen one because he was the only one that had that exponential ability to be able to brought to that level of good or bad where Yoda may you know was was a very powerful Jedi of course but he didn't have that exceeding level of Jedi where had he had the influence of Palpatine could he have been turned to the dark force they all had those tendencies but Anakin was the perfect the perfect Jedi with the perfect strength at the wrong time or the right time for from Palpatine's yeah. perspective well yeah and and it's um it's interesting because in one of the comics, um, one of the Darth Vader comics from this year, actually, uh, they explain... I gotta read comics now? Well, you don't have to read, even. I mean, smart people do it. But that's fine. Um, so, in, in, there's pictures. It's fine. You can oh, just, cool. Yeah, you look at the pictures. There's a picture of Palpatine influencing uh, pregnant uh, Smee Skywalker, and... Um, and like in person or like through the force? Uh, through the force. Uh, it's unclear as to whether or not he caused her to be impregnated through the force or whether it was just manipulation of Anakin in the womb um, to possibly um, spur on the development of more midichlorians or however that works. I don't much care. But um, he, he influenced the... Anakin in utero before he was born. Oh my god. So he's had a hand in Anakin's development since before Anakin was born. And it's not by accident that they came across him, that they brought him to, that, that Qui Gon came across him, who was looking for this chosen one that the prophecy described, and that it was Qui Gon who kind of. Um, tiptoed around the Jedi Council everywhere he could. Um, if it was one of the Jedi on the Council that had discovered him and, and brought him before the Council and they all said, no, he's too old, he's too fearful, and blah, 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 they would have left it at that. Uh, Qui-Gon is not that kind of Jedi. He's, he's more gray than, than most others. And uh, we can get to that later. But he... Um, you mean gray as in, like, hair gray? No, not old. Um, the gray Jedi or gray Force users is a whole different... A whole different thing, even, than the Jedi and the Sith. Um, so, but he was closer to that than anyone else we've seen um, in the films. And that's part of why he wasn't on the Jedi Council. He kind of... Um, was he like a loner or sort of like a rogue? Not a rogue. Mm, but just like... kind of um, critical of the closed-mindedness of the Jedi Council, which proved to be correct. Because <laughs> I was going to the, say they could have used the dose of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, with their with their hubris and their pride, they couldn't even see that Palpatine was evil. Yeah, and playing him had, like a fiddle. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Every step of the way, he orchestrated everything according to his plan, which worked out brilliantly for him until Return of the Jedi. Um, but I think that... Um, not sure where we were. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it was the... Uh, how far... How yeah, far it's, it's, it's... Yes, uh, as far as manipulating Anakin. Right, so... And, I mean, there's... As a 10-year-old... 
you've got this this uh, this senator who becomes the supreme chancellor and um, is kind of taking you under his wing and 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 looks um, nice is is very caring to you and you don't have a father figure to begin with so he kind of takes on that role okay so we're gonna take a quick break on that note and we'll come right back to it hey uh good afternoon uh looks like i got a problem with my uh my blaster every time i shoot it it sounds wrong like like here listen listen Oh yeah, yeah. Sounds like you uh you got a bad coupling generator. Yeah, let me fix that for you. Yeah, that's the sound. Is your blaster a disaster? Come down to Jornick Partlets Blaster Repair Shop. Now servicing the entire BIS sector. So back to Papa Palpatine. Uh, <laughs> well, now before you finish that thought yeah. about Palpatine, so obviously I didn't read the comic book, so in watching the movies, I felt so good about it. Uh, so then... <laughs> okay. I do read, though, believe me. Do you? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. Um, so that transformation, especially knowing now that that forced thing that he did with uh, Smee, um, so his influence on Anakin since before even being born has been there. So that transformation then between Anakin in uh, Phantom Menace then in, and then and the sort of quick burn from Attack of the Clones to Revenge of the Sith is just simply the accelerated path of what he was on anyways. It's not like something happened between those two movies that really turned him. He was on that path. We just accelerated up to when he was a... Uh, a teenager, like a late teen sort of thing, and then continuing on the path that he was eventually going to come to. Yeah, and there's there's certainly hints throughout Attack of the Clones and the Clone Wars that just kind of give you glimpses of those thoughts, like oh, I can see, I can see that this guy has this in him. Okay. And then, you know, the force manipulation between him and and uh, Padme Amidala and the the love that he felt that she felt that may have even been manipulated to some degree by Palpatine as well to use her as a pawn to get him to break to the dark side when you've got these nightmares of the one you love dying and they may have been planted by Palpatine as well uh, in his mind um, forced dreams as they were and um, and you've got this guy saying, I know you're terrified of this event occurring, and I can help you find a way to stop it. Yeah, because, like, the... If that indeed was... And he's like... I mean, if he can, if he can manipulate Anakin in utero, uh, you'd think that he could plant dreams and, like, paranoia into Anakin. Absolutely. And then if he's able to manipulate their love, right, and then help uh, Padme turn him to the dark side by trying to protect her... But then also, at the same time, pulling Padme out of the Senate and therefore um, propping up the uh, uh, Jar Jar as the ultimate puppet that you could completely manipulate into making him feel grand and important and literally yeah. 
transforming Palpatine from a senator to the to the chancellor, and then the ultimate step. Well, that's the thing is once because because Padme was smart enough to see through that. Once we got to that point, once we got to him being the supreme chancellor, um, he had to take her out of the equation because his next step would have been obvious to her. So gets her back to Naboo and and Jar Jar, God love him. Um, <coughs> is in her stead and, and doesn't see it for what it is. He's the one that, that, um, that is responsible for Supreme Chancellor Palpatine becoming the Emperor and, and reorganizing the Galactic Senate to the Galactic Empire. And, you know, again, all these things were, were tools that Palpatine used to rise to power. And, you know, to not to kind of take blame away from Anakin for, for who he became and what he did, but he was at least very heavily influenced by Palpatine. Mm. And I think that... Um, you I know, mean, the, he was a the, pawn, a very powerful pawn. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know... The Sith are always looking to get the best as long as they're not better than them. Okay, <laughs> so he had he had Maul at first, who was a, a you know a place filler, which, it, albeit a cool place filler, he uh, <laughs> he did not last long. Um, then came Dooku, and it's and that's that was the the sort of um, matchup was I know that. Dooku won't last against Anakin and Obi-Wan. So we take Obi-Wan out of the equation and have Dooku fight Anakin. And whoever wins is, is, is the best, is the right. victor. So that's, you know, at that point when Anakin bested Dooku and, um, and Palpatine said, you know, do it. Do it. Um, it's <laughs> do because it. he no longer had a need for Dooku, because he knew right, that Anakin right, was stronger right. than so him. So he was useless to him at that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. He so played like he's, he's, he was so, done with him. So off with his head. So, you know, that being said, you've, then you've got Vader. You've, you, well, Anakin to Vader. And I think that, you know, the, the Anakin and Obi-Wan duel, Obi-Wan was, would have been a tough, um, tough character to try and break to the dark side. So, um, he needed Anakin to win that battle. Right, and, and I think, I, I was wondering, while, you know, they were fighting on Mustafar, a dueling there, and obviously at one point the Emperor could sense that Anakin was in trouble uh, when uh, Obi-Wan had the high ground, and, you know, or just before then, uh, he could sense that it was coming, that the, this is not going well. Um, the, the struggle, I mean, at that point, Anakin was full-on rage because he felt that, he, oh yeah, he brought he brought. Sorry, Amidala had brought Obi Wan as an agent to take him down on Mustafar, and it wasn't. You know, she, and of course he, he was gone. fearful that that she had maybe had feelings for Obi Wan. Ah, but you see, so that was the turn because before then, Anakin was still tormented of how he was still sort of. Uh, loyal to Obi-Wan to a certain degree and that was almost yes. unpredictable or a, uh, a, a bad place for Palpatine to be in because if that was if that would have turned on him where he had still kept that uh, that loyalty to Obi-Wan 
at the wrong time. That could have that could have gone completely wrong for Palpatine. Well, I think Palpatine knew about his his love for Padme had trumped his loyalty, loyalty. to Obi Wan and his jealousy and all yes. that sort of stuff. So by the time so, they were on Mustafar, exactly, or when so he saw him he on Mustafar, knew, given the choice, he would choose her over Obi Wan, and to see her with Obi Wan threw him or he felt betrayed. He felt betrayed by both of them. The only one he didn't feel betrayed by was Palpatine. Right. Right. And um, I think, you know, there there are you know, the the, the living force is, is is a part of of everyone. And I think that um, him being more machine than man at the end of that battle um, limited his power in the force. Which kind of kept him in check as well, as far huh. as Palpatine's concerned. Huh. Yeah. So um, I I think that uh, Palpatine was was a master chess player, and um, he played all of his moves right until he realized that Anakin's son was alive, and the. Love of a father for his son, even even his son that he had never met, can still trump that loyalty, which took some doing and some optimism on behalf of Luke. But <laughs> and I a, think... and a body part. Sure, sure, yeah. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> runs in the family. <laughs> <laughs> so it does, um, or it falls in the family. But yeah. Oh, yep. There's that. So um, I think that he. He made all the right moves that he could, and then, you know, obviously, as we all know, as you know, you've seen Return of the Jedi? You familiar with it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, wow. um, as, as we know from that one with, with Vader's I only turn, read the book. Okay. You read? Good for you. So, um, all right, buddy. It says here you're a jerk. Is <laughs> that what it says? Yes. J-E-R-K. Yeah. Um, so, I think that... Um, that he, he played it so calculated, straight to the end. Um, in fact, that was his plan, was, was if Luke could beat Vader, he wanted Luke as his right. new apprentice. It was a replay of, of Do- if, Dooku and... Uh... If, yeah, and if Vader beat Luke, then he still had the right. best. Wow. Well, yeah. that's Anakin in uh, two nutshells. Um, all right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with, uh, with The Force. All right, so uh, we're back from that awesome commercial. Thanks for uh, sticking through on that one. And uh, now we come to... What the Force. Ooh, that was a mall, wasn't it? It was. That was a mall. That was a Sam Witwer. <laughs> Woo! Yes. Okay, so... Love Sam Witwer. Um... Yeah. So, so I Mal. saw. Yes, yeah, so Mal. Um, now, we touched upon this in one of our earlier episodes. Uh, and uh, you dropped the bomb of uh, Maul being in uh, Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, or not being dead, at least. And then right. sort of alluded to Solo. So I've seen Solo, as I said. And um, yay for me. And uh, mm-hmm. the last time I saw Maul was. Uh, was uh, him splitting falling, apart, falling yeah, down a cavern? falling down yes. some sort of uh, yeah. shaft, yeah, uh-huh. uh, uh, like Luke's hand. So yes, uh, obviously I haven't seen um, 
uh, uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. So obviously you, the, you remember the names? Though. Yeah, I, well, I struggled nice. a bit there. Um, I know. So, I yeah. So what the hell? All right. So, <laughs> all right. Here we go. So, a really cool um, sort of story surrounding that is at the premiere of Solo, uh, much of the cast of Star Wars past and present were there in attendance at the premiere. And um, uh, Ray Park, who, who played Maul in The uh, Phantom Menace, was seated next to Ewan McGregor. And, um, oh, in the screening? Like in yes. The, in the, okay, I got you. Okay. Yes. So, um, so they're watching the movie, and then at the end, Kira you know, talks to her boss, and you see that it's Maul. And Ewan lost his mind and like was was screaming and and, and shaking Ray, <laughs> and like it's like the coolest like fanboy reaction yeah. to the scene. Um, so I mean it's, it's it's pretty cool. But um, yeah. So uh, Maul he hated Obi Wan for cutting him in half. Well, um, I didn't realize he could hate him when someone was dead, but obviously he wasn't he dead. He wasn't dead, and that's, that's the thing. In, in The Clone Wars, if you haven't watched it, you need to, because it's fantastic, and it's coming back for a final season. Yes. Um, Heard about that at Celebration. Right. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of, a lot of good, um, good Ahsoka stuff in there, some, some older, closer to... Uh, Revenge of the Sith, Anakin and Obi-Wan stuff, and, and of course, Maul. So, <clears throat> now obviously he doesn't play, he's not, because I've watched a few episodes of Clone Wars. Well, let's put it this way. I fell asleep in the Clone Wars movie, as you well know. Um, cause oh, I'm aware. Them. Yes. I'm aware. That's hard to forget. <laughs> so, I fell asleep in the, in the two-hour, or well, in this case it was the episodes, but the sort of the two-hour Clone Wars movie. And yeah. I started to watch the Clone War episodes... Uh, but in Maul your defense, you up. were up all day, so was, that's okay. Yeah, uh, you were up all day, yeah. so it's it's all right. It's a big long day you for big big baby. You were up twenty four hours, but that's fine. Don't worry about it. So um, so he appears somewhere in the Clone Wars, obviously. He chronologically. does. Okay. Yes. Um, they uh, uh, as as legend has it, um, Dave Filoni, who is in charge of the Clone Wars, was looking to bring back someone else from the prequel era to kind of, um, uh, you know, tie in more connections to the films. And um, he, was, he was in very close communication with George Lucas, who was still in charge at the time. And um, he said... Oh, uh, Lucasfilm, right before yes. they sold to Disney. Okay. Yes. He said, I, I want to bring back Maul. Everybody loved Maul. He, yeah. didn't get the, he was like, he "Oh, this so guy's cool. this guy's gonna be the villain for the first three movies." Yeah. and then no, uh, yeah, he was half they, a villain. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, they did. <laughs> yep, <laughs> so they Game of Thrones him. So that was pretty good. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah. Do you watch Game of Thrones? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard enough. Yes. Okay. Good enough. So, um, so. George, I guess, was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. You gotta find a good way to do it. <laughs> so, um, so he. he He's, uh, Pat's not wearing a flannel shirt, by the way, everybody. He's just like, <laughs> I might change into yeah. it now. Um, and um, so he gave it his blessing as long as they did it properly. And um, so Dave took this um, tortured sort of, sort of, 
animal down away in the dark somewhere um, with trash for legs. He, he, he created like um, spider legs almost to, um, to move around and just, just broken absolutely broken and his arc in in the in the cartoon is, is fantastic and of course sam witwer um provides his voice and, and oh he does the voice does in both the rebels and um and yes. clone? okay cool. and he did his voice in solo ray park was the was the actor and oh, sam that's witwer so did the cool voice. they yeah. did a combo that's yes. awesome i didn't know that's that that's so cool. cool and then they've, they've got they've got ray park to do some motion capture stuff for Maul in the final season of Clone Wars. Ooh, yeah. So that means Maul's going to show up in... Uh... Yes, and in the trailer for the Clone Wars uh, revival, you need to see, um, <clears throat> Maul is, is, is in the trailer. So uh, Dave Filoni did share that at Celebration. Cool. That, that they're going to do some mocap with Ray Park. Nice, nice. So um, <clears throat> his training's paid off. Uh, but also... Um, he just he just goes um, goes on with you know his hatred for Obi Wan to keep moving forward to claw his way out of the depths and then dedicates his entire being to finding Obi Wan and destroying him. Okay, and that's. Um, you know that's that's what he makes his life goal. He, he he meets some people along the way that he thinks he can uh, manipulate to his advantage and does some pretty cool stuff that you'll be able to see in Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, but he he claws his way back and and is tortured. Makes and is quite like, a name for himself. And basically, okay. So then, so within both in the Clone Wars. And then into uh, Rebels, he's obviously he lives through both of them. So something happens in Clone Wars, and then he's still around in Rebels. And you know, without giving up too much, he's still that sort of tortured soul. And and but um, he's he's always driven by hatred for Obi Wan, but he's 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 insane when you first see him. Okay, and. He gets he gets quite clear in his motives and his goals. Okay, he's clear. He doesn't make everyone else clear because he's a he's a manipulator. But but he's he's fantastic. And that works because then, chronologically speaking, Rebels is the lead up to um, a New Hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and <clears throat> timeline wise, that's sort of like in the same sort of area code of Solo, and that's uh, why he... Solo's a bit before. Solo's a bit before... Um, Rebels? Rebels and A New Hope and all that. Okay. Um, obviously before A New Hope. But, um, yeah, it's roughly uh, 10 years, I believe, before um, okay. before the events of A New Hope. And then... So and then Rebels would... is just before. So is Rebels closely, more, more closely associated timeline-wise to Rogue One? Then to New Hope. Yeah, the um, the writers knew that the show is going to end before Rogue One because Rogue One literally backs right up to A New Hope. So they knew as the storylines progressed and as things started to 
point towards the blockade runners and, and Princess Leia and Bail Organa and, and all these sorts of these sorts of storylines that lead us into the upstart of the rebellion and and the you know intel gathering against the empire and the the building of the death star and all these types of things um you're going to run into the timeline of rogue one, rogue one. okay so okay. they knew they they knew where they had to end yeah, right and, and how to and that's it's, it lasted four seasons which i mean it, 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 storytelling wise it could have lasted longer but they knew that they were going to stop at that point cool all right, well, that takes care of that part, and uh, that takes care of the episode. So that yeah. was uh, What the Force, and uh, thanks for listening, and if you guys want more information on what we're doing, what we're up to, always visit the website at conversations.com, and uh, you can follow a Twitter account that we love to uh, follow as well, <laughs> and, uh, and stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks. May the Force be with you. <laughs>